Well, hi everyone and welcome back to Merv Hughes Fishing. I'm Steve Fisher, sitting in again this week as Merv, Jason and Kev take a well-earned break, or at least that's what they tell me, and I'm sure at least two of them are getting reacquainted with their fishing gear, and I'm equally sure we'll be hearing lots of fun stories about all of that as soon as they return. Well, in the meantime, we're going to go back in time again this week with a couple of highlights from earlier in the season, featuring some clips from three of our most popular interviews to date. Well, back in August, the guys spoke to well-known fishing identities Tim the Brim Morgan from Rapala Lures, Northern Territory fishing expert Jason Rogers, and of course the one and only Bushy. You're listening to Merv Hughes Fishing, the podcast on mypodcasthouse.com, and Tim the Brim Morgan is our guest. Oh, there now, you're going to get a build-up like that. He'd better be good, boys, from Rapala Lewis. G'day, Tim. Mate, he's not good, he's great. He's great. Oh, <laughs> hey, guys, how you going? <laughs> Tim, yeah, how are you, mate? Um, Excellent, guys. Now, your work with Rapala, that's what we want to talk about. Um, the lures, the fishing that, that you do, obviously, Tim the Brim. I'm tipping you go after the Brim. Um, plenty of lures. Plenty genius. of lures. Oh, I am a genius. He does what he can. Um, there's plenty of lures for that, but um, you've got lures for all applications. Oh, mate, yeah, we've just had the after show a few weeks ago, and, mate, it is uh, we, we cover everything. We've actually released the, the best Brim lure Rapala's ever got in some unbelievable colours, which is, which is great, which is just about to hit to stores in the next few weeks. Um, but, you know, we've got the big... GT poppers. Um, we've got some. We've got a new trolling lure, hard body trolling lure that you can troll at 22 knots. We've had it tested at. So wow. you know, all that dead time we used to power between spots. You now throw a lure out the back and troll while you're doing it, and you know you've got the potential to catch a few more fish. Well, well that's it, isn't it? A lot of people just rush from one spot to another, but the more water you cover, the more chance you've got of catching fish. Now, I've got to tell you, I'm interested in this new brim lure that's out. Um, can you can you talk us through that? What are we looking for in the shops? What the, what's the name of it? Um, and what 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 are the best colours for for the brim? Okay, well we've got we've got it's called the the Jack Deep. Um, it's a five centimetre lure. It's it's a deeper diving lure. So traditionally a lot of the brim lures will dive down to three or four foot. This thing will get down to eight foot on the tack on the cast. So yeah. you can really you can really get down like along rock walls. You can get down really deep. And we've got you know those Rapala traditionally haven't done those translucent you know natural really good brim colors and we've got some cracking prawn imitations and um and you know they've also worked really good on the on the bass so back in july i fished a comp up at cania dam and i've I managed to get a few samples of these and we'll get fish on jerk baits but later in the day as the, as the fish went deeper i was using these little jack deeps getting down to 10 foot deep and i uh, actually won the comp using it on those prototypes so they, they are going to be a cracking little for brim Flathead, jacks, bass, everything. Our special guest this week is Jason Rogers, who, amongst other things, is the unofficial CEO of Anaconda in the Northern Territory, <laughs> uh, a fishing guide, a charter skipper, and a fishing guru. The, the, not the a, fishing the fishing guru. guru. Oh, big, big to differ, big fella. I think, I think Melita might have him covered on the. I think it might be plural, not singular. Uh, yeah, well, I, I've been known to throw a good cast every now and then. He spends more time in the trees <laughs> than Tarzan, Kev. Yeah, now, now Jason, uh, things, things ramping up in, in your part of the world now, just... I suppose warming up, the humidity comes in for the wet season, and that's where yep. where the fish up there get more active. They do. As soon as that water temperature rises, they do come on the bite. The metabolism gets up, and they've got to eat, so they've got no choice in it. They just got to get out there and eat. And hot and humid. While that turns the fish on, it tends to turn the tourists away. Um, it does. And the Northern Territory Government have come up with the, the novel Million Dollar Barra. They tag, I think it's about 100 fish, is it? One's got a million dollar tag and the rest of them have got, I think, $10,000 tags. That's right. Season one, they did, only did 75. Yeah. And then they thought it was such a good thing, they, they just put 100 out there because they like paying out on it. 
Yeah. And they've been paying out about 100000 a year so far. And the million, dollar, the million dollar fish hasn't gone over the, I think it's about two years that it's been run? Yeah, no, I haven't caught, no, season three, they've had three seasons. Yeah. I, I haven't caught it yet, so. You haven't caught it yet? The thing about, the thing about like, Port Phillip Bay, uh, chase snapper. So you're pretty limited with, with what you can do. You go over to Western Port Bay in Melbourne and it's more the whiting. You yeah. get snapper and gummies over there, but you target the white. You go up to Darwin, you target any fish you want. You, you've got yeah. the, the reef species, you've got the pelagics, you've got the barry, you've got the jewies, you've got the golden snapper. Golden snapper, ah, good on the fang. Yes. Coral trout. Coral trout. <laughs> oh, mate. The list goes on. Jeez. Now, yeah, Jason. yeah now, yes. now I'm smiling, Jason. That trip you took us out to when we filmed that uh, show, just out of the fitness there. That cobia that day without saying the I word, but I'm bloody still over the moon. Thank, thanks for that. It was a place which Jason called Kevin the Hurt Locker. So it's a little bit of reef for you to take yeah. his partners, and it was every single drop we got fish. It was incredible. And our special guest, Mervyn Gregory, I don't, do I have to say any more than, ladies and gentlemen, it's bushy. It's bushy. Anyone that's listening to this will be into fishing. Anyone that knows fishing knows bushy. Bushy, how are you, mate? I'm firing on all cylinders, Merv. No uh, problem at all. Just been trimming the moustache, keeping it a bit bigger than yours, and it's uh, all good. Uh, well, I'm tipping it's not as grey as mine. I'm, mine's, <laughs> mine's just grey and withering at the moment. It used to be black and virtually, but that's another yeah, story. We've gone probably one level. There's Rex up, up number one, Kev, right. the, the doyen, and Bushy's probably number two. So just explain to Kevin, our, our listeners, Bushy, about how you got involved with the Rex Hunt fishing. Oh, I guess um, I used to I used to do a bit of a report for Rex back when he was when he was uh, just before he, he did his TV show, just uh, a bit of a radio, short radio thing. So I guess I knew him a little bit, and uh, he knew that I knew a bit about fishing in, in this area, so... Got a phone call out of the blue one day, and, and by the way, I had the, the ass completely out of my pants at that stage. I was living in the gutter and eating the dates off the calendar. Don't worry about that. So <laughs> anyway, I, I get the I get the call from the great man, and, and he says, "Bushy, I've just got this TV show, and I don't know what the bloody hell I'm going to do." But he said, "You might be able to help me at some stage." You know, I know you know a bit about fishing, so of course I've jumped on that and said, "Yeah, Rex, any, anything you want." So just um, a lot of different people were helping him, and you know, giving him some some help getting his show started, but. Most of them were, had some sort of a way to make money out of it, whether guides or tourism people or, or something. So I didn't. And every time I did something for Rexy, I had to take days off work and starve. So I, I just did a few things for him. Then I just said, mate, I'm happy to do this stuff, but I don't care about what you do with anyone else, but you're going to just have to pay me. I'm a good negotiator. I said, I don't care what you're paying me. Just, <laughs> just pay me. Yeah. yeah. So he went, oh, well, fair enough. So they started paying me a little bit. And once, you know, once you turn the tap on, um, it was easy to just keep me going. And I guess Rexy just got really, really into it and at that stage, calling his footy and doing all these other things. So he needed a couple of people to help him out. So, yeah, I look mostly luck, you'd have to say. Um, you've got to take a bit of luck when you get it. Well, you sure do, and with any luck, Merv and the guys will be right back here with us next week as Season 1 of the show continues. Well, a reminder, of course, that you can find the show on iTunes and on Spotify where you can subscribe for free and ensure you get each new episode of the show the very minute it's released. And if you have the time, a review on the iTunes store is always very much appreciated. Well, I'm Steve Vischer, stepping out of the editing booth again this week. We look forward to talking to you again soon, right here on Merv Hughes Fishing. 